Welcome. To Arcade Audio. Life is like a journey on a road that's within. Head says you should stay, but your heart says to begin. So you go. But you don't want to go. Any life worth living isn't life just filled with ease. You just stay forgiving through the forest and the trees. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Married with Movies. I'm one of your hosts, Samantha Mullet. Sitting next to me on the couch is your other host, my beautiful husband, Chris Mullet. You know what I just found out before we started recording? American Dad is still on the air. Why the fuck is that a thing? Oh boy. Just finishing watching some wrestling uh, Wednesday night, May 25th. And immediately afterwards, there's American Dad. And I believe it's like like new episodes. It's like, how? Why? Who are these fucking people? Keep getting them checks, Seth MacFarlane. Seth MacFarlane could never get another check for the rest of his life. And he will still have more money than like I God. ever have spent in yeah. my entire life. Between, between Family Guy... Just like the American Orville Dad. is still on the air. Right, They're exactly. also making a TED TV show, and it's just like, how, how have you hoodwinked so many people? I mean, when it was good, it was good. I, I'm a big fan of TED. Uh, sure. But like, not, ten, I mean, ten not, years later, yeah, you know? Yeah, no, not, not you know, Haven't we said enough? Haven't we covered TED? Haven't we covered American Dad? God damn it. So, hey, everybody. How's it going? Uh, so, I know everyone's probably confused as <laughs> to what we're doing here today. Like we said last it's gonna week. It's going to be weird because we... Yeah. If you're, if you're new here, we talk about our lives and we talk about uh, a random movie from our massive movie collection that is currently packed away. And we are incredibly busy, permanently, preparing to just live life live our lives and do many different things uh this past weekend we were with my mother um celebrating mother's day and we weren't going to do any of these other movies we talked about yeah i didn't want to watch parasite the revenant or drive with my mother because um i would rather put my foot in a garbage disposal (laughs) Um, and we just seen Sing 2 with her in theaters, like, back when it came out in December. So I was like, well, let's switch it up. So we'll get into why we're doing today's movie here in just a second. Um, but, yeah. Life is crazy. Life is good. a hectic, uh, few weeks coming up. Um, some big, some big things have just happened. Um, our daughter just graduated preschool. On Monday. Six more to go. Yep, six more graduations. I really hope that none of them are outside like this one was, because I was not happy. Yeah, a 90 degree graduation in May in Florida. Not not great, Bob. Not great, Bob. But you know what my favorite part of that was? Your mom saying the whole time, she wasn't hot. The sun was just in her eyes. Well, her eyes weren't sweating. Well, they were, because she's crying. um, I sweat Barry Wyndham. Oh, I heard that it's like... Like I sweat, but no, I meant like yeah, eyes yeah, yeah. sweat. Yeah, like eyes sweat, got it. Yeah. Um, so we did that. <laughs> um, I just found out some good news today that I finally received a promotion I was working towards at Yay! work. 
the past couple months. I'll be starting that in about three weeks' time. So that's Yay. another crazy thing looming over us. Um, life in general is just kind of looming over. Uh, of course, we're recording this in the shadows of another fucking ridiculous national tragedy that bars bringing up, unfortunately, just, you know, to not be insensitive and not... Like, I, I, like we can't ignore it, right? Yeah. Because that's part of the problem, right? People yes. try to ignore it and think it goes away, and it doesn't. I read something, uh, some gross statistic. There have been 212 mass shootings this year. Mm-hmm. In 2022. And we're not even halfway through the year. Yeah, I saw one on Twitter just uh, not too long ago. That I don't know what the timetable was for it. But um, America had 288 types of school shootings. And the next closest one was Mexico at 8. Yeah, yeah. And then I saw this, like, ridiculously long list of all the school shootings. Mm -hmm. And it was like, you had to keep scrolling. It was... My jaw dropped, and it's so terrible, and I just don't understand why we're so focused on making sure that, you know, we're protecting life when these babies aren't even born yet, but we're not doing anything to protect them when they're in their schools, in their classrooms, learning and and everything. Like, it's, I think our priorities are so... Ask backwards that I could go on and on and on, and that's a podcast sure. for another podcast. Exactly. Like, yeah, it just it needs to be addressed. Um, we're a comedic movie podcast, um, and talking politics makes my skin crawl. Yeah, um, I, I hate it because I think it's... Because I, I don't feel like having discussion that is going to warrant... Unfortunately, no reaction, and also it's going to warrant... Nothing but me essentially just breaking down into expletives and anger. Yeah, no, uh, absolutely. And it's not, and it won't be funny. But it's it's it it's ridiculous that we have to have a conversation. Yeah, like there shouldn't even be a conversation. It should just be this happened. We need to fix what it is, not put a bandaid on it. It's like you have to solve the real problem. That's yeah. So our hearts. Our souls, our, our thoughts, our prayers, everything goes out to everybody who was impacted. And I wish that there was more that we could do to affect change. Yeah. So it's been it's been affecting over the past yep. day or two, considering we, like we said, we just had a daughter graduate and is about to go into elementary school. And it's just, it's a, it's a mind fuck of... Thing. I shouldn't have to fucking worry. Right, I shouldn't have to worry. But um, but let's try to press forward. Uh, we did watch a new movie. Uh, with my mother this weekend, we went out to and the theaters and Jillian. Yes, we weird if we had not taken Jillian. We went to go see the bad guys in theaters. Um, is it the only the only other newer kid option? Because we had already seen Sonic. Two. Uh, so we saw it, and it was fine. Yeah, right. Like the, the, I don't really have any more positive. It definitely of the movies we've seen lately in theaters, you know, probably at the bottom of my list. I I love the animation style. I think some of the voice acting was very very good, but yep. it is it was a very you know, 
predictable, paint by the numbers, kids movie that didn't have a lot of laugh out loud moments for adults. What I will say is uh, Jillian loved it, and my mom loved it as well, and they bought uh, the first three books. Of course, it's it's there's like fifteen fucking books, and these two were sitting here laughing on the couch that they were watching like an I Love Lucy in the fifties, uh, to the point where my mother just went and already bought all the books for the two of them to read together. So uh, so it works. It's affecting. Um, it is. So, yeah, if you have a little one, uh, go check it out, I guess, for yeah, you. I think kids will like it. And you'll have a good schluff, which I, I tried to do. I literally did almost fall asleep at one point. I looked over at you and saw you were doing the same thing, and I was like, all right, I feel better. Like, <laughs> but then you, then you told me not to. Yeah, because I was like, I'm paying money for this. <laughs> if it was just at home, it's fine. Well, then it's not at home. It's fine because we still record podcasts and people listen to it. and It's how we're supposed to do things. Speaking of how we're supposed to do things, let's talk about why we're doing today's movie, The Brave Little Toaster. So, I just, you know, summarize the other movies we have coming up. So, we wanted to watch something as a family with my mother here after we'd already just seen The Bad Guys. We found, while packing, this book uh, that we bought right after Jillian was born, 101 Movies to See Before You Grow Up. Now, there's several of these. They have a book one. They have a TV show one. You can get them all for super fucking cheap now. And, of course, we bought these when they were fucking $13 yeah, a piece. full price. Many like... years ago. But it's just, it's got some nice artwork, and it has 101 movies. 101, maybe not all appropriate kids' movies. Yeah, there's like... Like, it's like Before You Grow Up, but they want you to watch, like, Schindler's List? No, like, no, no, no. Titanic, Sea Biscuit. Okay, like Miracle. There's some weird ones in there, but then there's also like Wreck It Ralph and Star Wars and things like that. Uh, so we went through it with Jillian, and we forgot we'd actually started filling it out when she was like one or two years old, and, and we would like movies. yeah make her watch. So we movies. saw we'd she'd seen about twenty percent of the book so far, and we're we like we used to like when she was homesick or if we wanted to watch like a family night movie. We would do like a little tournament style where I'd pick out eight movies and she'd whittle it down to one. So I picked eight movies from the book that I that I thought would be very easy to get off of streaming services um, based on my research. Right. And, and what did I say to you, though? But what did I say to you? What? Before you picked them out, I said, make sure that we could do them. And I did. I thought I did. Uh, so we did it. And she chose of the movies we had selected. And it was a good mix. We had The Iron Giant, The Sandlot, a bunch of other things. She chose The Brave Little Toaster, uh, which is somehow in this book of 101 movies to see before you grow up. Uh, and I knew The Brave Little Toaster was Disney, so I was like, well, it's on Disney+. Plus. And I looked up Brave Little Toaster on Disney+, Plus, not noticing that it was the sequels. There was two sequels made in the late 90s. Uh, one's like To the Rescue and one's like On Mars or something. And those are on Disney+. Plus, But the original Brave Little Toaster is not... Because of some weird, like, licensing thing. Because it wasn't originally, like, a Disney movie. Disney just, like, acquired it and put it on the Disney Channel. And then it was released on home video. I don't fucking know. So the whole fucking movie is just on YouTube. <laughs> Thankfully. It was funny. Like, when we started watching, I was like, wouldn't it be funny if, like, five minutes in we realized, like, this is just some, like, fucking fake, like, like parody thing. <laughs> and then we're really stuck. Yeah, the brave to go, little... The brave little... What, twatter? <laughs> yeah, I don't know how you're trying to think of something. Um, 
So we ended up watching this movie on fucking YouTube. There's no commercials. It, I mean, it didn't look any better or worse than it was going to in the yeah, first place. Yeah, I mean, it is from like... 87. 80. You're right, right. It's, yeah. it's almost as old as we are. So I've pulled up the DVD images on my phone. I believe it is my turn. Yes. Okay, so I will read The Brave Little Toaster. An adorable adventure that kids will treasure, says the Chicago Sun-Times. Uh, a Parents' Choice Award winner. Don't know what the fuck that means. Celebrate the 15th anniversary of the classic animated tale of friendship, loyalty, and courage with the award-winning family favorite, The Brave Little Toaster. Five electrical appliances suddenly feel dumped when their young master mysteriously disappears. The dejected toaster rounds up the vacuum cleaner, electric blanket, bedside lamp, and radio, and together they set off for the big city in search of their beloved owner. Featuring a host of catchy songs and the voices of Saturday Night Live alumni Phil Hartman and John Lovitz. They weren't even on the show at that point, I don't think. The Brave Little Toaster is a humorous and heartwarming tale you'll never forget. Cool. Big old nothing there for me. We're still tied, right? Yeah. What's the number we're tied at? 16. 16, okay, nine to go. And our reading challenge. Uh, I don't think I've ever seen this before until we watched this. You're kidding. Honestly. You're kidding. I swear to God. I don't think I've seen this in like 25 years, I to be honest. have absolutely zero recollection of this movie. I don't How remember, is that possible? I don't remember ever having it on VHS in a clamshell or otherwise. Your mom didn't record it when you rented it from Blockbuster? <laughs> she only did it when I was older for like movies like Rush Hour and Batman and Robin. Ah. Uh, no, the, what would have happened was I would have caught it on the Disney Channel and like recorded it then. But I, I don't think I've ever seen this before. Really? Yes. And I think I picked it up in either like a closing Blockbuster and be like, I've never seen this. And... Because I'm watching it, I would have remembered the Lovitz radio. I would have remembered the, the multiple Phil Hartman characters. I, and also, I would have remembered how batshit crazy this movie yeah, is. Yeah, this movie is pretty fucking crazy. This movie, like, as I'm watching this, I'm like, I I barely want to experience this as an adult because this is fucking terrifying. Yeah, there's a lot of, like, really scary things. Like, this is a real, like, grown-up movie for being like a an animated movie from the late 80s like it's fucking it's got some heavy shit dark yeah it's got some heavy shit and deep and uh, blasphemy incoming possibly i didn't really dig it i i don't think it's blasphemous i i think that's kind of the reaction i can't search by topic but i can't excuse me fuck up what did you even say that set your watch off i don't know it was a movie from the 80s? I don't know. It just it weird. does that sometimes. See, and electrical appliances, you plug them in, they don't do that. Technology's taking over. Right now I like this movie. Uh, no, so go ahead, sorry. You were saying it's... I don't know. I got so distracted. Like, that really. Well, I feel me. like this is a f- beloved movie of... Yeah, but I feel like it takes a few times for you to watch it. And I also Okay, think, that makes sense. Right? To like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So then like get enamored with it. And also, but I, is your yo- and I think you have to be exactly. younger. I was like, if you had seen this closer to 1987... I think then you would have had more of those, um, like like warm and fuzzy feelings about this movie. Um, but yeah, it's been at least twenty five years since I've seen this, and so, I don't remember it being as dark as it was. Do you remember liking it as a kid? Yeah. Okay. And did did you still like it as an adult? Yeah. 
Okay. I, I was glad. I, I'm glad that we're in agreement yeah. on this. Because I was watching, I was like, yeah, well, like, I don't get the love. And that makes, it makes perfect sense that when you're a kid, it's the Toy Story thing. It, right. Like, this, exactly. is to, this is Toy this Story. This is pre-Toy Story. That's exactly what I wrote my down, note this is. is Toy Story 3, but just not good. Right. That's exactly what my note is. I was like, this is, like, pick, like, you see a lot of, like, the Pixar what comes out of it because of the people who worked on this movie right. being like Joe Ranth jo- John Lasseter and John Lasseter yeah. I mean are very famously exactly. and, and, and so you know you get a lot of that from it especially if you love Pixar as much as we do but yeah it's it's the appliances coming to life I don't know why this kid didn't have fucking toys fucking he's playing with the fucking toaster and electric blanket he's gonna fucking burn the house down but yeah it it was the preamble to Toy Story. Um, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Totally got that. The personification um, that that all of the characters kind of had. But it was just like the weirdest personifications of these inanimate objects. Yeah, like, it's it, the, the personifications are weird. And all, you yeah. also have that late 80s, early 90s trope of like, well, how do we get the parents in? Let's do impressions of actual celebrities. Yeah, yeah. You have Hartman doing a Nicholson impression as the air Air conditioner. conditioner. And then later in like the monster appliance scene, you have like Mae West and Peter Lorre. And it's like, who is that for? Like when Robin Williams is doing it as the genie, right? It's number one, it's Robin Williams. So you connect with it because of his energy and because right. you're understanding, you know, you recognize him. He's one of the most famous people on the planet in 1982, you know? But, like, in 1987, you don't know who Phil Hartman is or Unless care. Unless you... I don't think he started SNL that early. Like, I believe both of these, uh, both him and Lovitz, were in this prior to being in the cast. No way. I think Hartman started on SNL in 86, so this movie basically, so he's a nobody. So he's a nobody. He, yeah. Love It started, I think, in 85. So they were both, but I, I want to say that their work kind of like either predated or was running concurrently. So it's not like they're the celebrities that they are, you know, now. In, in, in 89 or 90, right? Right. Um, but you have these things that are going right over kids' heads. Like, hell... Uh, when I watch Aladdin now, I'm still getting references I didn't get back then, right. you know? Yeah. Um, so that hurts that you have this obsession with uh, with references that kids don't get. Mm-hmm. And then it's also just, it, it's really creepy. It's incredibly sad. There's so many moments where, like, you think, and, and Jillian was experiencing herself, where you think these appliances have died. Yeah. I mean, it happens, like, the air conditioning, like, basically Ex- blows up and out Jillian, of anger. And Jillian was like, oh, he died. Yeah, and then the lamp gets busted, the vacuum has this big calamity happen at the end. The, the toaster, toaster sacrifices gets himself. mangled up, like, and it's just like, Jesus, this yeah. is an animated movie about talking appliances. Right, like, like you're, you're meant to be enamored with that. Know your lane. It's it yeah it it's really it it felt primitive not just in 
its animation style, which didn't bother me because right. that was but the style was like back then. Right, it was hand drawn. Like, yeah. I mean that, that, that. I believe I believe there is a couple computer generated like moments. Sure. Blaster wanted to do the whole thing in it, and it was turned down. But then again, that was like in 1982. Um, but like some of it's also just like kind of corny and. The music. Annoying. I forgot the music that it was is, a musical. Well, there's only four songs. I well, think. Well, I forgot that there was music in it. And they're all they're pretty all pretty bad. bad. They're all pretty bad, especially when we think of and I know we've talked about it on the show before, like Disney movies and how the music basically is what defines them, right? Like we've talked about that, like the differences between like how all the Renaissance movies with, like, the princesses feel like Disney movies and, like, Rescue Rangers doesn't, right? Yeah. Because of, like, that delineage of, like, oh. the, the music and stuff. I totally forgot. We watched another movie. We watched Chippendale Rescue oh, Rangers. Oh, yeah, we did. And we fucking we, loved, we loved it. it. We loved it. It was incredible. I want to watch it again, like, soon because there's it so many Easter eggs. It was just really good. I was laughing my ass off. It was My favorite character in a movie in very, very long time is in this movie. And if you know me, you know why it is, uh, because it's it's great. I, I can't wait to rewatch that movie. It was fantastic. So check that out. Don't watch The Brave Little Toaster. Watch Chippendale Rescue Rangers twice. Um, but yeah, it, it's like, it, yeah, this movie just, it's got a lot of, I, I like what you said about it being primitive. I think it's got a lot of, like, kindlings of sp- sparks that kind of grow into sure. like obviously like these Pixar movies and stuff like that. I, I like um when the toaster's trying to rally the appliances to go find the master, like he stands on a soapbox. Like I thought that was you know, like like that stuff I think is clever and I like and I'm like, yeah. huh, yes. But then There's a mindset to be modern, but to me it just whiffs. Like like Well, it's because it's eighty six Seven and being modern is having a toaster and a vacuum cleaner be your toys. Like, what the fuck? I, yeah, I just think that, I think had the premise been a little different, I think I would have bought into it more. But I'm like, this this fucking kid goes to this cabin and he plays with appliances. appliances. Well, I don't think he was, I don't think he played yes, with he them. Yes, he did. That's did what he? they said. Well, yeah, like, I can, like, you have an imagination. So here's my yeah, thing Yeah, but it. just that? Just those four. I mean, I- look five at that kid. Items. That kid's a loser. Uh, but here's my problem with it. All right. So then he grows up. Let's. It's it's an anime. It's a kids movie. An animated kids movie about talking appliances. Right. So I'll ignore the fact that they traveled potentially across the country and managed to find this boy. Uh, remind you, like they can read, but they don't know what grass is. <laughs> And, like, they... Like, there's no consistency as to what the appliances do and do not know or can do. There was a great montage of them trying to figure out how to travel. Sure. Right? Like, they were on the chair, they did this, they got the motor, whatever. But then, how the fuck did they open the door? Like, they don't have hands. Some of them didn't even have faces. What was that noise? That was weird. That was so funny. One of the appliances is like, hey, I got a face. That's <laughs> our fucking our Keurig. <laughs> I, don't right, even, right, right. I don't even use you, all right? Be mean to her. Um, but yeah, like, they don't know what grass or the sun is. They're like, oh, look at that really bright lamp. Motherfucker, that's the sun. Yeah. They don't know what the sun is. But yeah. you can but read can stuff on the doors. TV and figure out. A, and they can open doors. You know, that's the thing with me with inconsistency. But here's How my How did other... they open the door, though? 
Don't like know. initially to get out. Here's my other big sticking point. So this this the master, the little boy, right? He grows up, he's going off to college. And uh, he's going to go out of the cabin to, to get these things because he's a fucking cheap ass. <laughs> All right, in 1987, you know, the high truck. How much are those five things? The vacuum cleaner is probably what, like 100 bucks at worst? At worst? Like. Probably not even, especially no, like one of the ones in the it's bag. Probably like 50 bucks? Not even. Like yeah, probably, I still think like. Probably 25, 30 yeah, bucks. We'll say 50 just in case. So 50. A desk lamp, that's like 20 bucks. That's 70 bucks. A heated blanket, probably another 30. So up to 100, right? Uh, a toaster, probably thirty bucks, one thirty. Not even, not even. And a radio. Okay, we'll give so less than two hundred dollars probably for these five things. Yeah, man, but he's going to college, living in the dorms. He's poor. No, he wasn't. He living with this girl. This is what I'm building up to. So I don't know if they're like dating or friends or whatever. But if they are dating, this girl just went with him to a trash heap, and he's recognizing his appliances. <laughs> True love, baby. That guy needs to just cut his dick off. No, he <laughs> needs to put a ring on it. He better start fucking that toaster and that vacuum cleaner. Maybe that's why he was so desperate like, to get back to that. He's insane. Like, if he's sleeping with her, never again. It's it's bonkers. <laughs> what the, what fuck, the is... fuck was that noise? I hope that... Okay, this is one of the scariest moments of my life. It sounded like a roaring animal machine. It's outside. But it sounded like it came from Jillian's room, right? Yeah. Like you heard that from there, yeah? She's okay? She's okay. She's fine? Okay, good. Now the air just came <laughs> on very loudly. I am petrified. I, I, I'm going to piss myself. Speaking of petrified... That fucking, let's talk about the scary ass stuff in this movie. That fucking Pennywise looking clown. Oh, the dream. scary as fuck. That clown in the whole dream. The whole dream. It's just like, I blacked out for a the second. I was forest, like, what the fuck? The dark forest. Everything was just. The, night, like the said, nightmare in the that, storm is way too intense for a kid's movie. Super intense. Very scary. And like you said, like all of the blinds is like dying. It, it yeah. was terrifying. There's like there's so many times the blender. Yes, the torn the, tor apart. the torturous blender scene. Oh like they basically God. treat it as if it's like fucking hostile, but for a toaster or a, for a blender. It's legit traumatic. This is for not children. for kids. Our generation was on something totally different. Yes. Like yeah. Honestly, what was it about? So what generation is it considered the people that were making stuff for us as kids? Like generate not generation X, like like the baby boomers. Baby boomers. They, the baby boomer and hippie generation. They f they were on something. They were on everything, <laughs> and then our generation is now this like hardened, cynical yeah era because of what we've had to go through, and now our kids are watching like fucking Coco Melon, <laughs> so they're just gonna be idiots. <laughs> it's gonna be dumb because it's it's just not the same. It really isn't. Uh, my personal probably highlight of the movie was that little, you know, when they get picked up by that appliance repairman and the monster appliance song is probably the best of the four. Uh, the text, the technology song of the other appliances. The cutting edge. Is dreadful. It's awful. It's, it's like trying to be like this. Like, no, it's trying to be like this Thomas Dolby craft work, like 
you know, electronic music number. And it just was bad. It didn't help that all the expensive appliances also sucked. That fucking dumbass purple lamp that I hated. What do you mean? I'm not saying that noise right now to make fun of a certain type of person or people whatsoever. That's just the perfect noise to make. That was the Matt Damon puppet in Team America of animated appliances, is what that was. Um, and then the, the worthless song in the dumpster, that's just a bunch of cars committing suicide. It's, yeah. That's, it, just, that's just, that's just, that's just, that's just fucking, that's just a suicide pact song. It's like, why this is not for children? At a certain point, I was like, Jilly, maybe don't watch this. Yeah, I was like, why did we pick this? No, she picked it, because the picture in this book, in the, in the, the movie... I mean, it's a cute little toaster. Look at this cute little... Not even... All right, hold on. This toaster looks like a mean toaster. Just got these two bug eyes and this little mouth. I'm going to read... This doesn't count for me. I'm going to read the summary that's in the 101 movies. Oh, to it see counts. Pre- it does not count. Uh, the Brave Little Toaster, common household appliances with simple names such as Toaster, Radio, Lampy, Blanky, and Kirby come to life. That's not an appliance name! It's like, hi, what's your name? Oh, my name's Toasty. Oh, what's your name? My name's Cherry. What's your name? My name's Jeff. Like, no, like, <laughs> uh, they go through harrowing adventures, but they prevail in the end. Hooray! Who doesn't like a happy ending, right? Well, it's not quite that simple. As in real life, a little struggle makes the happy ending that much sweeter. These ordinary household appliances sit in Rob's summer cabin waiting for him to visit. As time goes by and their owner doesn't come back, they start to feel abandoned. But they refuse to accept the idea that their owner doesn't want them anymore. Toaster, the leader of the pack, vroom, vroom tells the domestic devices that they must find Rob to once again feel loved. Convinced by Toaster, they set out to find their master. Along the way, the appliances learn the values of teamwork, bravery, friendship, and perseverance. When John Lasseter was a junior animator at Disney, The Brave Little Toaster was his first attempt to make a CGI film, though Disney rejected the idea. Lasseter went on to change the feature of animation with the CGI concept and later became the chief creative officer for Walt Disney Animation and Pixar, hugging and creeping out women forever. Um, that, I just added that part. Uh... It was not rated for mild, scary scenes because it came out like I, they didn't have to like technically like rate like direct yeah. to video movies back then. Um, but the other thing about it is, so I thought it was gonna be, you know, a little bit more heartwarming than it was. Like so, sure, like the vacuum and toaster, like everyone kind of has like this sacrificial moment. But there's never like in Toy Story. And in Pixar movies and even other animated movies, you feel this bond or connection because they have these moments where, you know, they kind of come together, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And I think you get a snippet of it with Toaster and Blanky. Yeah, that's the closest thing I would say. But even before that, like, Toaster's kind of being, like, kind of mean to to Blanky and, like, yelling at them and they're all kind of, like, bickering. It's just, like, to me it was, like... Everyone's kind of mean and obnoxious and annoying. And, like, nothing about them endeared me. Yeah. Because... I think it was their attempt at creating arcs for all of the characters. And, like, showing, hey, like, they're, like, this dysfunctional group. And then, hey, at the end, they're family. Yeah. Kind of thing. And I I just don't think that it worked. I don't think that they... Yeah, I don't think that... I don't think that they had it yet. Yeah. They, they They didn't have it yet, you know? And I think... As they did more, and, like, I hate to, like, continue to make this comparison, but I think it's justifiable. 
then like when they went into like Toy Story and A Bug's Life, like mm-hmm. that, then you started getting those ensembles and that chemistry working yeah. a lot better, those stories working a lot better. But I just I think this was a crude attempt at it. I agree. Uh, it felt so it was only an hour and a half, which is great as an animated movie. It shouldn't need to be much more than that. But it still felt, like, uneven in parts. So, like, the ending was very abrupt. Like, Toaster sacrificed himself in the gears and the... I don't know what the mechanism and the junkyard is. It's not the flattener. The, the know, flattener? No, I think the... The, the compactor. Yeah, the compactor is stopped. And then, like, before you know it, like, literally 30 seconds later, Rob is in his dorm room and he's fixing Toaster up. And everyone's fine. And the movie ends like a minute later. And they're like, hey, we're here. Good, yeah. you know? And it's like, okay. We spent six minutes on them like discovering nature for no fucking reason. Not that it was a payoff or any kind of, you know, importance to the plot. It was just appliances having this new experience in their life. It, it, there were things that needed time to breathe and things that needed time to develop that didn't get it. And then there were things that were elaborated on that I felt were unnecessary. Um, but yeah, and it, like like we talked about before, the music's a big thing for me. Like, if you're going to be yeah. a Disney animated... And again, we should put a caveat on this. This isn't technically a Disney movie. It became a Disney movie, but it's not... A, it's like a Disney Presents, like... Yes, it, yeah. It didn't originate. What's Hold on, I want to find like the actual background of this. Let me find... Uh, it was produced by Hyperion Pictures. Um, it was a qu- the rights to the book. That's just the fridge or something. I don't know. Some rights- lines coming to life. So the Dis- so Disney acquired the book rights in 1982. Of course, it's based off a book. So it received a limited theatrical release, but it became popular really on home video upon release. There was something I read where the Cannes Film Festival like wanted to give it like its palm to or. But they didn't... They wanted to give this the palm d'or? I believe. But they wanted to remain a prestigious film That's That's what I had read, yes. Yes, ah, that's what I had read. Got it. Um, so I'm trying to find... So the release in home video... Or it might have been Sundance, actually. I think it was Sundance. That makes more sense. Um, yeah, uh, the director claimed that he was told by judges they considered Toaster the best film, but they decided not to give the award to a cartoon as they considered people would not take the festival seriously afterwards. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure, 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 that's what it was. Sure, but because it wasn't like Up or Toy Story. Yeah. So Disney invested in the video and television rights. They didn't want competition, so they moved the premiere TV date up, and it premiered on the Disney Channel in February 1988. And okay. it was still played in festivals. Great. And it helped to get a, a cult following, and then it released on home video in, in the early 90s. Sure. Um... Yeah, it, I, I can't stress enough. Like, I almost want to, like, recommend this movie to people that either have never seen it and have, like... You see, like, like I can close my eyes and picture the opening... Or, like, the, the DVD or, like, the VHS, right? Yeah, it's just this yeah. very colorful, bright, beautiful, hand-drawn animation of these smiling, happy appliances. And I want them to see this movie and just be terrified it is and terrifying. what is displayed in front of them because that's exactly what happens. There is literal torture and murder and suicide and all these terrible things that happen in this movie that do not happen in animated movies today because now animated movies don't even have like villains. 
Like, now the villains is your family. And at the end, you just make up. Because it's just life. Like, I, I can't give the movie the credit for just, you know, like, having the balls to go there. Sure. But just because you have the balls to go there and you go there doesn't necessarily mean you it's were... It's good, you were, right? It was good or you were right in that decision. Um, let's get into some performances. It's always difficult with animated movies because it's just voice, voice cast. Where do you want to start, MVP or LVP? I think it would probably be easier to do MVP. I mean, I have my answer. I, I know would, that you think it's John Lovitz. It is John Lovitz. I, I 100% think it's John Lovitz. He was the only character in the movie that I found myself laughing at that I could enjoy. He brought great energy and characterization to the only character that didn't have a fucking face. I mean, I guess that that's all true. That's. True. I mean, what, I mean, really, gonna are you gonna give a John Lovitz animated character a face? No, I'm gonna ruin it for people. <laughs> um, but you know, he very much was in that Robin Williams zone of just like, just go, John, just riff, just do it, yeah. And he's swinging for the fences, and he's making solid contact. He's getting, he's driving the ball into the outfield. Um, even if some of his references probably are going over the heads of the kids, just because of his characterization, the way he's moving around and doing stuff, I think he's being effective. So he was the only one that I had written down. Okay. Um, did you didn't have anybody else? Um, I I liked his performance. Um, I also I also liked the guy who played Kirby. I liked him too. I thought yes. I thought that that you know that was supposed to be a grumpy. Character, sure. you know, like I think that, like that's what I think of when I think of a talking bag vacuum. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I think that it it met my expectations and stuff, and I thought he did a good job of basically being the straight man throughout the whole thing. And, and sure, but he had he had a nice little character arc as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, he was also like a veteran. Like he was an old timey like voice, like not a voice actor, but a character actor. Oh yeah. And he also had a great name. Thurl Ravenscroft. Was it Thurl? It might have been Thur. Or was it Thar? So here's here's what we're talking about. No, don't tell people. Several months ago at, a, at a, one of our like, local public This is like a year at this point. No, no, it was several months ago. Uh, we had a bag boy who's obviously like a high school kid who was not necessarily gregarious. He was kind of just like a literal big stick in the mud. He didn't do a good job bagging my groceries. And the only thing I could remark on was he had a really stupid name. No, so his name tag, it was four It was letters. four letters. And I I'm, had a T. Yes. And Started I'm, with a T. And we can't, it's not Thad, it's not Thor, it's not an actual name. Right. It's not an actual anything. But no, he was gregarious. He was like talking to us a no, lot. No, I thought he was like, moo. No, 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 he wasn't. He was like talking to us, getting us to talk to him. And we're like, yeah, 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 yeah. And then... When we walked away from him, we're like... What's his name? Thaw? What's his name? Thur? Thur? And so now we can't remember and what it we is. Can't remember. We and had we... we had it settled on it. What what did we say it was? Thad. No, Thad. It was, no, it wasn't Thad. Thor. No. Tron. It wasn't Thad because Thad's a name. Tron. It was something... Yeah, it was something like... Tr- like, I said Tran. <laughs> something like... Was it Trap? No, it wasn't an actual <laughs> word. Hold on. Let me just run through a movie. Trab. Tr- trad. Traff? Track? Troll? Tram? <laughs> Trag? <laughs> that sounds offensive. Trow? Uh, Trar? Trash, we had this. We were like, yes, pass, we pass. got it. Trat? I thought it was, I thought it was 
Trit? Trad. Ooh, was it Trit? Like Travis Trit? No, it wasn't. No. So we thought we had this, and now we haven't. And we've looked everywhere for this guy. He doesn't work there anymore. We I will even go, went to another Publix. And we, we have a Publix we two like, minutes from our house. I will go to this Publix that's eight minutes from my house just in the hope that fucking Thurp is, <laughs> is there. <laughs> that's so funny. No, and we'll like go. We'll like look at the checkout lines. We're like, oh, that looks like that could be him. And then we'll go in line and we're like, oh, that's not him. Shit. Was it? Was it? <laughs> but anyway, Thurl Ravenscroft is a great name. That's uh, a great name. He was that's the gonna, original Tony the Tiger. When we play Dungeons and Dragons next, that's going to be my name. Thurl Ravenscroft. He was the original. Uh, Kel- he was the original Tony the Tiger. He also was the uncredited vocalist on "You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch." Oh yes. And he also great. is known for um, singing and voiceover work in Disney attractions, like. The Haunted Mansion, Country Bear Jamboree, Hearts of the Caribbean, and the Enchanted Tiki Room. In the Tiki 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 Room. Um, In the Tiki 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 Room. In the Tiki 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 Tiki. All right, never mind. You were. I was gonna. I was gonna acquiesce. Oh no, no! I thought he did a great job. He he did do a great job. He did do a great job. I I don't think he's as important to the overall energy of the movie as Levitz is. Also, I just love the fact that Lovitz is going to get an MVP before we've almost given him LVP like multiple times. Okay. So John, and Rich will be happy. So John Lovitz, the MVP of the Brave Little Toaster. I had high hopes for Hartman, but Hartman really only has two very, very quick parts as two different characters. Yeah. And he's just always doing his bad impressions. He's doing Nicholson. He's doing uh, Peter Lorre. You could make an argument that he could be the LVP, but he's not my LVP. No, he's Um, not my LVP. And I unfortunately don't think that that fucking dumbass purple lamp did enough either for it to be him. Uh, who do you have for LVP? Um, I have a few LVP. people. I mean, I, well, yeah. first, I mean, I think uh, Deanna Oliver did, did a fine job as the toaster. Yeah, it it was fine. I was expecting more, but right, but it was it was fine. It wasn't anything too egregious. I don't think. Yeah. Um, there, uh, I hated Blanky. I hated Blanky. Blanky's my number one. But I don't know if I hated the character more so. No, I, 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 I hated both. So, Which is hard for me to say. I hope you know that it just like broke my heart, right? Oh, man, but, we have to go with this. You giving a blanket least valuable is is literally apex mountain of my life. As like, you have a blanket on you right now. But if that blanket was like, oh, mommy, put me on you, then you'd been like, yeah. That was like if Piglet was a bigger cuck, was that character. <laughs> it's like if Piglet and James Marsden had a baby. Like, I Pig hate... Pig Marsden. One of my Pig biggest... Pig Marsden. Shut up. One of James my Lewis. Shut up! <laughs> One of my biggest tropes with animation and even just kids things is the overly infantile character. Because... There's nothing that's going to endear you to your audience because your audience is sitting there with their kids who have already done that in their lives and have agonized them so much. Yeah. So that's, it's just this baby talk that drives you crazy and that character is vital to the story because it's the one character that essentially needs its master because it, we, it is supposed to represent this baby. But it's also the one character that doesn't really have any sort of, like, 
evolution or moments. I mean, I guess it like makes itself a tent, right? At some sure. point. But it's also a fucking blanket that looks like that tent could fit like two human people in. And it's for five fucking appliances. Uh, I, I, I chalk a lot of it up to the performance of just that overly... Well, it was done by a child. Well, they should have gotten a voice actor that could have... Yeah. They should have gotten fucking uh, E.G. Daly, who did fucking Tommy Pickles yeah. or, you know, something yeah, like no, that. Yeah, no, no. I, I agree. I'm just saying, I didn't like... I don't think the character, and I didn't like the performance. Yes. And it hurts me to say that, because I love blankets. Sure. I'm obsessed with blankets. So that, that's my vote, but you said you have more. Um, I also... I mean, I thought Lampy, um, Tim Stack was... Fine. He didn't, didn't bother me either way. He had some downs, but I was like... It. Ultimately, he had a good rapport with... Yeah, uh, I thought it was fine. I yeah. thought, you know, it was... Uh, the comedic elements, I think, saved it mm-hmm. from that character. Um, I didn't like the... Not the appliance store guy. Not the guy who, like, took apart the appliances. Mm-hmm. The guy who came to the store and asked for, like, the blender motor and stuff. <laughs> like, two lines. I know, and one of those lines was... One of those lines was, oh, heaven sent you to me, man. He was playing a dumb hippie character. I can't well, give LVP for two lines. I didn't like it. Well, what else? No, I, that, that was it. <laughs> it. It's really, um. It's blanky. Blanky. So, uh, Timothy Day is, I believe, the, uh, the character. Timothy E. Day. Probably saw we got a SAG car because there was like an actual Tim Day. And they're like, well, this is what you got to do to get it. Um, so this movie, I feel like, is like, I'm shocked this hasn't been like updated. Actually, when we saw it on YouTube, somebody had redone the movie in like PAL format. Oh, gosh. <laughs> uh, I know we had a joke. I think Tope wrote the joke. Uh, so we had a, a sketch, a reoccurring sketch. Well, never mind. It wasn't really reoccurring. Uh, no comment. Uh, Tope wrote the original version of a sketch in college we did called Pixar. That basically, you know how the Simpsons is always getting credit for like, oh yeah, they predicted Donald Trump becoming president. We predicted John Lasseter becoming a fucking crazy person. Uh, basically, Tope wrote a sketch where it's the Pixar writing room and they're all terrified because John Lasseter is like a homicidal maniac. And he's crazy. Yeah, and, and does all these things. And so at the end, after he's already sent somebody off to go to a bee cave and had a, a Mickey Mouse minion you know, attack this person, he snaps some guy's neck. Uh, the person, the la- the new girl on, on, in the room, it's like, ah, remake of the Brave Little Toaster in CGI? And he's like, that's brilliant, that's great, we already have the rights, and I want to do it, yada, yada, yada. He's like, wonderful job. And she's like, really? And he's like, no, and he snaps her neck. Um, it's like a ten minute sketch. God, Tope, get an editor. Um, <laughs> that, that, that's what your job was supposed to be, actually. It's okay, the sequel was like twenty minutes long, and it had nothing to do with it. Uh, so, yeah, so, we kind of called that, and they'll do it eventually. Uh, I don't believe the sequels are well regarded. I am not 100% sure that we don't have one of the sequels. We may have to revisit this once we unpack everything. But I do believe the Brave Little Toaster to the rescue, and the Brave Little Toaster goes to the moon or something. Goes to Mars. Goes to Mars, yeah. Uh, are equally uh, probably going to be painful for us. Great. Uh, they were at least like kind of back to back. Yeah. Because so, you know they're just yeah. like, well, let's but, suck, but, but I do, suck this teat dry. Yeah, but I do know people people like it, and I remember liking this a lot more when I was a kid. Um, so, but this is not one of those like nostalgic movies like 
I know we're going to do some on the podcast that, like, we've already, like, watched with Jillian and stuff that, that like, we enjoy watching mm-hmm. and we enjoyed watching then and now, but this is not one of those. I don't want to go, I don't want to watch these now because Lovitz isn't in it as the radio. He's replaced by somebody and then Blanky is replaced by the fucking kid from the Santa Claus, who I hate that kid anyway. <laughs> Charlie. 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 And then uh, goes to Mars. Yeah, it looks like just the the three main principles, Thurl. All right, the... Thurl. Was it Thurl? It's not Thurl. Oh, man, this cast is... The cast of the third one is the last performance of DeForest Kelly, who was the original Bones in Star Trek, Thurl Ravenscroft, and Carol Channing. Oh, great. This movie killed them all. <laughs> the brave little toaster goes to Mars. Killed three legends of the business. Um, Stephen Tobolowski's in it, though, and Wayne Knight, of course. Wayne Knight plays a microwave. How is Wayne Knight not a refrigerator? Uh, that was in his early days. Farrah Fawcett is in it. Can you guess what she is? A faucet. Yeah. Oh, that's 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 smart. That's good. No, it's not. It that's a good one. That's terrible. Uh, what else on the brave little toaster? I got nothing. So I got I, nothing for So I want to try to recap. Let me see if I can try to remember the other seven movies that Jillian could have picked. And I think all of them... Would have been better options. Uh, I believe Babe was one. No. No, uh, the Fantastic Mr. Fox. Yes. Chicken Run. Yes. The Iron Giant. Yes. Uh, let me look through here. Then I know there was a big gap. Because a lot of these we can't do because there's multiple. Um, da, 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 da. I know the Sandlot was one. Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Yeah. Which I thought she was going to pick because we were just talking about it not too long ago. Uh, what else? That's five. Pearl Harbor. No, I'm kidding. Why is Pearl Harbor in this book? I told you it wasn't Jesus. appropriate. I don't remember the other two were. Oh, Where the Wild Things Are was one. Yeah. And this is going to bother me now. i got to find the other one. Hold on. Oh, Bug's Life, by the way. So she picked this. So, no account for taste. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm the one that fucking owns it, so, you know. Uh, let's score it. The Brave Little Toaster. Uh, you can go first. I don't want to. Oh, too bad. It was fine. I never need to see this movie again. It didn't hold up. Had some cute moments. But overall it was primitive. It was mediocre. It was all those things. Disappointing. Disappointing. Very that's disappointing. A great, yeah, that's a great word. I'm going to give it a three. Whoa. It's being generous damn that's harsh i was not gonna go that harsh i i didn't really enjoy it i didn't really enjoy it either but i don't think it was necessarily bad i just think it 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 shows its age both in its execution and both in its storytelling and Mm -hmm. its theming um i was gonna give it a four and a half okay uh because like i said i liked love it's i liked the old style animation, I liked it. kind of had a little bit of balls and guts, but it didn't necessarily entertain me. It was it was a wild ride. <laughs> it was yeah. it was something that I couldn't believe was something that people and it was fucking scary. Had lauded for fucking, quite some time. I'm surprised Julie didn't have nightmares from it. It was scary. That clown, that Pennywise ass clown, was scary. It was it was pretty it was, wild. It was just it was, I was not a happy camper. So a 3.75 for the Brave Little Toaster. Tough, tough hang there. Uh, next week, tough crowd. Next week will be Parasite. Very excited. Then we'll get back to Sing 2. 
and then we'll knock out the Revenant and Drive, and then we'll figure out from there. I think from there, basically, then we'll be up to our 400th episode for um, It's a Wonderful Life, which we will watch with Jillian, because that is in this book. She'll probably, so she'll probably hate it. Well, no. I mean, I watch. Get... She's given everything in this book five stars. She has. She's she has given everything five stars. She's like five stars. Five stars. Five stars. How five long stars. is It's a Wonderful Life? Really? Have you ever seen It's a Wonderful Life? Uh, no, I we haven't, because that's what we said. Right. I we, haven't seen, we I have, I've only seen parts of it, not the whole thing. Oh, it's the first one in this book. It's two hours and ten minutes. That should yeah. be fun. Bet she'll give it five stars. Well, we'll find out. The movie's uh, over two years older than my mother. It's older than your mother? It came out January 7th, 1947. Oh, boy. That'll be Let's interesting. Blew up my mom's fucking age of the podcast. <laughs> she ain't listening. Fuck her. Uh, yeah, so Parasite next week. Excited for that. Thank, Thank you for listening. This oh, week's episode ahead. of Married Movies. We encourage you, as always, go to arcadeaudio.net for this podcast. And, and the, the others, others in our network of shows. Rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Patreon.com slash arcadeaudio for bonus content. Facebook.com slash MarriedWithMovies, at MarriedWMovies on Twitter, MarriedWithMovies at gmail.com, let us know what you think of the show. Rate, review, and subscribe. I already said that, wherever you get your podcasts. For me, AeroSmalt38 on Instagram, for you. At Jam with your Sam. Also for me, ArcadeAudio.net slash Podwoggle, for my Retro Wrestling Diary, where this week's uh, issue is... We're still in 1996! Yes, Fall Brawl! We're in 1996! Fall Almost brawl. done with 1996. We're in September. We still got like several weeks to go. Fuck 1996. Uh, it's a pay-per-view debut of Juventud Guerrero, Chris Jericho, who? Uh, Chavo Guerrero Jr. Uventude? Super Cal Juventud. Juventude. <laughs> Look, man, the guy's been through a lot. His name's Juventud. Wait a second. The Rock. The Rock. So here's a quick, funny side note: wrestling story. So Juventud Guerrero is. Probably at one point is equal or possibly a better cruiserweight than Rey Mysterio in their youth. He was an amazing wrestler. Uh, even after he lost his mask, got a big push, and then Vince Russo joined the company and decided to like make him a parody of The Rock called The Juice. And he just thought it was funny that this guy was trying to cut promos like The Rock in a heavy Mexican accent. So needless to say, his career tailspin, and he had a PCP... <laughs> Uh, arrest in Australia. Later was uh, signed up as a uh, wrestling uh, lawnmower rider in the Mexicals in WWE. But when WWE was purchased by WWE, The Rock just would decide to make fun of him in promos, even when he wasn't in the company because he made fun of The Rock. And he'd be like, what is a hooventude? And he was like, <laughs> Dove Dwayne. Dwayne's the best. Uh, so yeah, so that's uh, that's the show I watched, is uh, all those guys debuting. Pretty cool. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> Anything else? What would you do if your appliance came alive? I thought that they just fucking did <laughs> we before. Know. We were fucking freaking out. Mat- I would just fucking sit here. I'm going to turn around. There's going to be a smoke alarm. like, hey. <laughs> you Tell got- my battle right. You guys are all right. What is that show from Scrawl? <laughs> it's the only impression I can do. Turn my battle right. <laughs> I'm so glad you find yourself so funny. <laughs> You're not. No, um, I would probably leave this house. Yeah. Good thing. Which I'm appliance doing do it. you wish came alive? That's no, can't answer that question. Why? Because some people might listen to this and it's not appropriate. Oh, you're crude. I know. I was you should do like the, the washer and the dryer so it could walk its ass over here and fold itself up. No, the refrigerator probably. 
Hey, yo, fridge, bring me something to drink. All right. I just want William the refrigerator Perry now. <laughs> What's he doing? He's fat enough to hold my food. Which one would you think would come? Would you want to come alive? Um. No one really cares. For a mullet. This is mullet. Signing out for this week's episode of Married in Movies. We'll catch you next time on our couch. Slash the movies. The oven so it's easier to throw you in it. <laughs>